You are listening to the podcast that's basically a book club. Welcome to the Book Leggers. Welcome to the Book Leggers, the podcast that's basically a book club. I'm your host, Jake. And I'm the other host, Joel. Sorry, I wasn't I wasn't ready. <laughs> I changed I changed the intro blog up, so it's not I'm, uh, I'm Joel. I'm Sparts number two fan. Yes. Behind flag. Right here. And this is episode four, part two. Two guys, one spurt. And this is where we do our best to discuss mostly fantasy books. But first off, it's disclaimer. Currently, I'm traveling for work and I'm not in my normal setup. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I apologize for both of us if we have a quality drop. And yeah, you guys might have to excuse me a little bit. You know, I'm, I live in the hood now. So if you, uh, <laughs> any gunshots, just, it's fine. <laughs> Let me know. Just ignore it. I'm ducking. So the second thing that we also need to mention is 100% in my opinion, but the fuck John, because the book ended and it's somehow great and irritating. Oh yeah. Like all at the same time. Low key though. I feel like that's like, obviously it's like really frustrating as the reader, but I feel like that's the sign that you're a good author, right? Is that you can write an ending. will write an overall amazing book and then write an ending that makes the reader like happy. And then at the same time, pissed. Yeah. So it's like we read the prequel a little bit in a way, because mm-hmm. like the second half of the book was way different than the first for the best. Oh, yeah. I think, yeah. The like pace, literally, the sort of the cool. boss and like take a backseat. Right. It's just, and I mean, they literally take a backseat to a, a dragon god. So uh, <laughs> yeah, casually. It's, it's the game stepped up. So I'm like super. Super happy with it, but also still pissed because it was a hell of cliffhanger. Like, I didn't think the chapter ended. And all of a sudden, my kid will pop up and I was like, the rest of the story continues in book two. And I was like, seriously. All this to say that I think this book may become our favorite so far on the show. Yes, absolutely. And I know that this is only the fourth episode, but I don't think it's going to get topped anytime soon. I mean, unless the, the sequel. Yeah, I think the sequel is the only better. But, you know, I had this thought right after we recorded the first episode of Shadow of the Gods. Mm -hmm. You know, we kind of mentioned it, but I think it really, really hit home was that I am like so thankful that John created this Viking world. This was nice and refreshing and new. And I really appreciated that more in the the second half of the book. Yeah, no, it was, it was, hey, this shit is super fucking refreshing. Yes. And we hinted on, which is like sort of how he knows like weapons and stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like the fight scenes were like very well choreographed. Yes. And then in my mind anyway, so maybe kudos to me too. But as they were written down, it was, it was like perfect. So I really understand why there's a lot of hype for this book. Yes. So we will be talking about the sequel at the end of this episode. So slight spoiler, but we are a spoiler podcast. Yeah, we are. With that said... What you drinking, Joel? I am drinking. Let me, let me, let me get over here. I am drinking a Weiss Blood IPA, which is from Wild Haven Brewing Company from Atlanta, Georgia. That sounds dope as shit. <laughs> oh, that was terrible. No, that was a good one. Was it? Yeah, that was a good one. That was the best one so far. I didn't think I was in Ukraine. <laughs> you did good. You mm. did good. That's real okay. What are you drinking? So I am going to be drinking a lineup of beers tonight. So it's I'm going to be doing Fancy. all Einstock Olgerds, which is a brewing company based in Iceland. 
And we're going to be starting off with the Icelandic Arctic Pale Ale. And then we're going to hop on over to the Arctic Lager. And then, if we're lucky enough, we're going to end on the Toasted Porter. Ooh, that's a that's a good finisher. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Oh, those do look sick. I will say the, the Arctic Lager kind of looks like a fancy Mountain Dew can. It does, but also it looks like it's upside down. And it's like some fucking thing. Like a hop. I don't know. They, they, I would, I know what they were doing, but I liked, I liked the original Icelandic Arctic Pale Ale. This was actually the beer that I wanted to do for the first episode, but I couldn't fucking find it. These things are tasty. You gotta get some. So before we get into the chapter rundown, you know, we basically explained way back in episode one that we have a book, record our takes, and give our predictions. And now in part two is the part where we revisit our predictions, and then we eventually do the chapter rundown of the book. <laughs> So we did fuck up because we did say that the mom's son was Uspa. Well, that was actually the mom. And her yeah. son was Bjorn. Now, that was Beers Deep. And we were taking some tall boys. Mm-hmm. So we got to correct that. But I kind of wanted to go over our main predictions because I think they were the most wrong. We both predicted that Orca was dragonborn. Yeah, which is not the case. And I think yeah. our whole point was like she needed to reach like certain amount of stimulus or something. Mm-hmm. To activate it because they were so rare. I put air quotes on fucking rare. Which in itself, like I said, turned out to be a big fucking lie. Because they're all in one crew, the Raven Feeders, led by Ilska and her little child kidnapping game. And then there's also like the random one dragonborn in the fucking rat hole. Yeah, I don't which obviously we can yeah, we'll we'll get to that in the in the chapter breakdown. But that anyways, well yeah, we'll we'll yeah. Talk to, so talk I about totally it think that that's gonna probably play a part in yeah. Two, book two. Because the gods are still alive in a way. Mm-hmm. And the other thing, and this was kind of like, we were just kind of more far out with this one, but we thought Torvik would betray the Bloodsworn. Oh, and God. I felt like such a dig. <laughs> that was completely wrong because uh, he won't be making it into the sequel. He's he no longer with us. And he did everything for the Bloodsworn. So that was very wrong as well. R.I.P. R.I.P. Varg's only friend. And I guess we can talk about it but now that roca or whatever her name is and farg are both wolfborn i was like oh yeah i was gonna i was gonna be real pissed if if your prediction came true that which now i do think in the second book that'll probably be a thing i yeah i think it's gonna be a thing because and here's the thing because she was like smiling at her at him all the time and he was Mm -hmm. like why is she fucking smiling at me she's beating the shit out of me Mm -hmm. i think it's because she's like what a wolf boy i'm a wolf boy too well, not a wolf point, but so yeah, kind of to piggyback on the predictions, I think the biggest surprises for me anyway were a, a lot of brothers and sisters. So Vol and Ospa are sisters. That was a huge surprise for me. Huge surprise. And the way he dropped it in was fucking hilarious, though, because it was just like, oh yeah, I hope my I haven't heard from Ospa in a while. So she's okay. Oh, yeah, just random thought of the day. I wonder what my sister's doing. Yeah, and I was like, oh, cool, all right, we went through this whole fucking book, now we're dropping that, and then the fact that Thorkill and Glornier are brothers as well mm-hmm. was a pretty huge surprise. Orca Skull Splitter? You know, hindsight is like twenty twenty, but I do you remember the part, I can't even remember how they bring it up, it's like when they first get to the Boneback Mountains and they're like getting off the boat, but they ask about Glornier's brother. Yeah, oh, and he, yeah, skull splitter, and they were like, "Oh yeah, like we were fighting on a boat one day, and he like fell off in all his armor and like drowned." And like I was kind of like, mm, "That seems kind of for like a a badass like mercenary group, like kind of that's like, how we're killing off a badass guy." But then he does go on to say, like, you know, but like don't 
don't talk to Blarney about it. So I guess that kind of makes like, you know, it was obviously blatantly a, a cover story. Yeah, a shitty one. But yeah, very shitty one. Yeah, but like if Orca was like, I'm gonna drown you, like I mean then yeah, you are gonna drown the bell, you're not blocked. The fact that it was so shitty, we were like, that seems weird. And then at the end, we were rewarded because it was like, it was supposed to be weird. It was pretty fucking cool. Right. I'm a little sad. I know I said in the beginning, but that the Vasen took a backseat because, like, not to get into the chapter rundowns, but the knock and fight was really fucking cool with, like, Orca and the two guys from the village, uh, Leif and, like, on a Mord, whatever his name was. And she was, like, fighting underwater in a river. Like, that was fucking cool. That was cool. And and I also like that it was like a parallel. But what were you going to say? Something that I like about this book, as opposed to The Kings of the Wild, I was I was never particularly like scared or like freaked out of any of the the monsters they introduced in that book. Yeah. But here, like, yeah, when when Orc is fighting whatever that swamp it's like a weird version of a siren, right? And yeah, she's yeah. like having to fight it underwater and like all the like it was like that's it's fucking got a terrifying. hut full of dead stuff underwater like right terrifying. and then like we talked about it in the first episode when they were uh, sleeping on the rock and all those like random little whatever like, yeah. worms just like started trying to suffocate them and then the uh what are they the yeah, yeah, motherfuckers yeah. like that sounded horrifying yeah to be a part and of then, and then the other thing is and i guess got to focus on it he does talk about troll balls a lot <laughs> because um, i think um if we ever get to interview you john you, you best believe that yeah that if we ever make it to phase two uh we're we're going to talk about troll balls because mm-hmm. um, he's been incredibly detailed but not too detailed not to make it weird it's been the perfect amount of troll ballage but he like goes out of his way to talk to, about how to they're it up. like it's not like now someone's dodging them right and if that fight happens and he doesn't mention troll balls. I'm not going to be upset. I'm not going to say, you know, I'm going to give this book only four stars because he needs more troll balls. He needs more troll balls. Yeah. The other thing that's off, I think, a little weird is that the trolls don't protect the nuts. Just let them um, hang, baby. They just let them hang. But the whole knack and fight was like a great parallel to Elvar. I don't know if you felt that way. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, Elvar is like the young, I feel like it's the younger Orca. That's in true. A way. Like, yeah, I like that. However, I have issues with Elvar's storyline now, so we'll talk about that soon. Ooh, okay, okay. So we left off. This is also, I apologize, this is going to be much harder for me to do. Um, no offense to Kindle, but fast page flipping will not be great. <laughs> but so we left off on chapter 27, and we started on chapter 28, page one at Orca. And this is where, you know, basically the whole story came crashing down. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Orca's sort of wondering why there's a dragonborn, why her husband's been killed, and why her son's been kidnapped. I don't know about you, but this chapter, it seems so long ago now. It does. It almost seems like it's been two books. Yeah. And that's why That's why I feel like the beginning was pretty cool. Because this mm-hmm. is with her and Lif and Mord. And this is when they're trying to get to Queen Helka's city. Oh, and, yeah. and so the problem is, like, this totally gets overshadowed by mm-hmm. A, her first, like, fight, and B, her first defeat that we get to witness. Yeah. The whole time, well, I think Chapter 28 actually is the Nacken fight. Yeah, that sounds right. Because that was, like, right when they kind of rode out of their home or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I would go to the map, but like I said, a little bit hard to do on the Kindle. This is when I first was like, oh, Orca might not be a dragonborn. 
I thought it was really dope, and I thought it was orchid can handle herself. But I think this was the first time where she was like, there was like a hail in her blood or something like that. And that's when I was like, she is in fact not dragonborn. If only mm-hmm. we could have made it one more chapter, I would have not had that prediction. <laughs> I know, right? And that's like exactly what happened with like Dark Rise. Like we had all these like really cool predictions, and then literally the next chapter after we started reading again was just like, yeah, you're wrong, you fucking idiots, you're, you're fucking wrong. Also, I still am really excited for that second book. Yeah, when is that that's supposed to come out? The fall sometime, September, isn't it? September, I think. Yeah. Ooh. So, I'm maybe we'll do the sequel for that one on the show. Yeah, yeah. More than likely. But yeah, this this whole entire like fight was so cool, and then seeing how Leif and Mord go from like fishermen to being able to actually handle themselves in a fight is pretty was pretty cool because this is when they were practicing, and she's just literally beating the shit out of them. Mm-hmm. And also, so th- I don't know if this makes any sense, but this is where she starts like using like language and she starts talking like what the sayer witch is talking so i don't know if she can do like light magic work yeah i didn't really get that either because you know when she was fighting the the knack and and she like stabs it and nothing happens and she has this this moment to herself where she's like you idiot like you gotta talk yeah and stab so i'm kind of thinking that maybe she's like a sayer witch a cedar witch whatever they're fucking called hybrid or do you where like, do you just have to like know the words because you remember when um no, true. What's the leader of the uh, the battle grim? Agnar. Well, yeah, Agnar. he knows the words, true, right? Yeah. But he knows the words for the collars, collars. Like, made by the whatever druid people. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't know. I mean, definitely interesting. More, more to see there. This is where like Mord almost dies. Story of his fucking life. The story of his life. We're trying to. Oh god, damn! I forgot we're trying to do this as in like all Orca storyline. It's going to be tough. And yeah, and so then we keep going, and she's basically just practicing take her, the revenge against Guthfar. It's a little shit. And teaching them, they're literally going through trying to avoid all the main routes right now. This is where, like, I thought, and maybe this is dumb, but it obviously didn't leave that much of an impression on me because I think Elvar's story was picking up right now. Yeah. Chapter 33 is where we start with her in the tavern with watered ale and drinking cup. I believe this is where she was looking for her son. Yeah. This, and she's this undercover. So she, right. it was basically she was like Assassin's Creed mode to me. Yes. Because like armor and weapons. She's she's sitting there with her hood up. She got hit on by the serving girl, too. That was funny. Ooh, yeah, like that. Yeah. It was like, if you want a man or a woman, I can find one for you. Maybe kind of jealous. <laughs> I'm looking for someone, Orca said. Who? Drecker. Orca said loudly enough to fill the room. Mm-hmm. The serving girl blinked. Other heads turned, looking Orcus way for only a moment. Yeah, and then this is where the burned face dude with the S name, she like follows him to the docks. And her whole plan is to just go in there and kill them. <laughs> that It's so funny because this is where Morden Leif rescue her because Drecker eventually... I mean, I think she would have... I don't think she would have died. I think she would have done something to pull it out of her ass. Yeah, I think the 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 wolf secure, the wolf blood in her would have... Would yeah, would have activated and something. But she was getting fucked up. <laughs> yeah, she was. To be fair, it was like a like a twenty v one kind of thing. It was, and then I think it was fine because she was still. I think she was getting choked when she stabbed some dude in the side and killed him. She was like bled him out. So clearly, you don't fuck with Orca. Nope. And this is where she finds the kids up top too before the, all the fight happens, and mm-hmm. they find Bior's little sword. No, oh, it's so cute. I know. And so goes sad. into it goes into wolf rage mode. And then also, also, like that was like a dope scene when she like she like launches her her axe at the first dude just like right in the face. He dies. Oh, yeah. That really was a an Assassin's Creed moment. Yeah, no. And then the whole surprise thing and just like stalking her prey. It yes. was very 
Now that I think about it, it was very wolf-like. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's a good... Damn it. Yeah. Damn it. It hurts being stupid. Yeah. Like I said, we're just smart enough to know after the fact. This is where she's in a dead Dranger. She's gone through a fight. She got rescued by Morden Liv. And they take the horses. And I don't know. If I you had to bet money on that, do you think she would have lived, like, officially? Like, live or die? If they didn't come to help her? I, th- I think she has to live. I think just how the story is plotted out, like you, you can't kill her. Yeah, I think no, she, she would have somehow made it out of there. Yeah, I, I like I said, I think a she has plot armor, but b I do think that she would have done some wolf stuff. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, like one hundred percent. Because again, you know, spoiler alert: the latter end of the chapter when she gets to that fortress uh, before you know, like kind of like blocks away to the basin pit. Like I'm pretty sure she kills like forty people. So she does. Yeah, I, I think she would have figured it out. Yeah, no, I mean she killed a fuck ton of people in that. Yeah, I like the fact that people were running away from her. Yeah, that was another scene that I appreciated. Kind of backtracking a little bit. You know, she like asks the, the servant girl some stuff, and she gets uncomfortable. Then the the bartender walks over and is like, "Hey, you should leave." And he's like, kind of being a dick, and it's like, "I'll beat your ass if you don't leave." And then Orca stands up, and he's like, "Ooh, uh, maybe not." <laughs> And I like how he John keeps doing that. Like he keeps like kind of when we haven't seen Orca in action in a while, he adds those little subtle scenes of Orca just scaring the shit out of these people. Yes. And she has all the right to. And I think that that was her thing. So I don't know if the audiobook covers it, but in the back did like a Q&A with him. And basically he talks about how Viking women were held to like different standards than the other European women at the time. Yeah. And they had more freedom. They could own land. They could like basically have a say in their politics and stuff so that was pretty cool and i think that he played really well into that we totally fucked up and we totally skipped uh queen elka's son hakan or hakan is moving some pieces on the board yeah i don't i don't don't get that yet right obviously i think that's going to be a big point in book two but it's real real subtle yeah it's it's very subtle because he's basically the one in control of um the raven feeders it turns out so back to the fight orca and fucking Drekkers. It's basically because Hakon is like, we need to kill her. She knows mm-hmm. too much. And especially because mm-hmm. he sees her there, too. Right. So then after the fight, her, Morden, Liv, they stalk the dude and then torture him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they do. All about Orca's like, I'll give you peace if you just tell me all these answers. Which, you know, I find that I always, this is going to make me sound sadistic, but in movies and books and stuff, I always like that kind of method of torture. It's like, listen, dog, like, I'm going to kill you regardless of what happens here. Yeah. So either you just tell me what you want to know and you won't feel any pain or I'll make it miserable. Yeah. And that's pretty much what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at the end told him like, you'll have your freedom and more than live for like, hell yeah. And then she's just like ax to the face. Mm-hmm. And I was, dude, the dude's name was Skeffels. They threw his body into the canal. And she said that the evil fortress was frustratingly well guarded with plenty. Of-, <laughs> of course, it fucking is. You know, I still find it funny that Jarl Seagrin was like a huge thing in the beginning of the book and has not gotten a single chapter after this. They like mention her name when they Once. the two of them show back up, but other than that, not good. No. Ooh, yeah. Let's yeah. it. After this, we start. They're hanging out at the farm. God, I forgot about my chair. Shit. <laughs> um, they're hanging out at the farm, and they were heading back, and it was like quiet. Orca noticed shit immediately. Lo and behold, who was there to ambush them at the farm? Goosefar. Motherfuckers. Motherfucking Goosefar. And so then this begins sort of the journey, because they run away. 
and make it to like a bridge or something. And then they burn the bridge down. Mm-hmm. And then they keep going. Meanwhile, Guthfar is absolutely pissed. And it seems like he's transforming as a character. I don't know if it's the fact that he's like has like a blood oath that he has to kill these guys or what, but he seems to be becoming more uh, unhinged. Yeah, which like if you think about it, just like makes him more of a dick. Like again, he's mad because Leaf and you know his brother tried to kill him, but at the same time, like they're like teenagers, dog. And know, like, well, he is too. He's a teenager. Goofar. Goofar is a t- really. Yeah, I, mean, I think he's, I he's he's really young. He's like younger than what he's supposed to be. Oh, interesting. Okay, never mind yeah. that. Yeah, no, I think that's the whole point of him because he's like impulsive and and young and quick to draw a sword, even though he can't fucking fight. Okay, then I guess that makes sense. And then this is where Liff and Mord realize what happens to Yara Segrin, and when she's like, I, I cut his lover, Segrin's lover, and left a scar on her face. And this is like the last you hear about Yara Segrin, basically. Yeah, essentially. And then this is the whole time where they keep saying that deep cunning bullshit. They're like trying to come up with a plan that's deep cunning leads to foreshadowing of Orca just being like, all right, your people are going to chase me while I go to all my revenge. And she's yeah, like, this is, this is perfect. Makes her way to. What was the place called? The Grim Keep, Grimhold. So they head to the Grimhold, and this is where I think one of my favorite fights happens. But I also it was one of my biggest what the fuck moments ever. And I'm also sure that we skipped over some stuff. But yeah, probably the, it's okay. See, the, read the people have read the book. Yeah, read the damn book if you haven't. But so they're going to the Grimhold. They're going to kill her. Plan is basically kill everybody in it. <laughs> yes. And then there's like a big distraction, and they hear like this save me, save me. and uh, they're like, oh fuck. So Orca originally is like, shit, we're going to have to, we're going to wait them out. And they're going to obviously inspect whatever's happening. Mm-hmm. And then they change their mind and they go to save what a, is a raven stuck in a frostbite. Yeah, yeah, interesting. And I don't think it was a normal sized raven. No, it was a giant raven. For anybody that hasn't read the book. A real big bird. Real big bird, smart enough to communicate. And there's a, it has a pair, a partner, a bro. It's like attacking some frost spiders, but meanwhile, all the frost spiders are foaming at the mouth trying to get their hands on this raven. And I know I said the boss and take a backseat, but it's really, it's only a back to the a backseat to the ending of the book. This is where I was like, I texted you and I was like, frost spiders are dope. Yeah, they, mm-hmm. they are, they also are like terrifying. the coolest like mob enemy in this book. And then the fact that like their venom freezes you from the inside is pretty fucking cool. Sounds horrible, but like, it's the most part, it doesn't really kill you because like they don't want you dead. Yeah, apparently not. So, and then is it Liff? Liff who gets bit? Yeah, <laughs> fucking Liff. Spider. Don't get bit. Yeah. Fucking instantly gets bit. Instantly. And she does. She kills a lot of them, so it's pretty fucking cool. But this is where worlds collided for the first time. Mm-hmm. Because I'm pretty sure that it was the druid guy that comes in and bonks her on the head after the fight. Yep, and she he totally has a vol is like on the on the back of yeah. the saddle, and and he's got the bone sword too, which mm-hmm. is Fargs by right. I know what a dick, what a dick. This is where like everything started picking up pace. I, I don't know if you felt that way. Yes, at least in Orca storyline. But I will say, side note, I really hate books with multiple perspectives that have like nothing in common, mm-hmm. and so. This book has been a test of my fucking willpower. Of your patience, yep. Yeah, but it's been worth it. It just so took if you're, so if you long like me, for any crossover to, to happen. Yeah, if you are like me and hate that, don't worry, it's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> you will not be left hating your life. But technically, at the end of this, Elvar isn't really attached to any storyline right now. That's true. She's still on her own. She's floating around. Yeah, and they're just no chilling. They ain't chilling that much. 
Yeah, no, they're not really chilling. They're just they're a little shell shocked right now. You know, they'll they'll figure it out. So what happens is Orca gets taken prisoner, and and this is where she's like blindfolded and tied up, and she's like, "Yeah, I'll be a good prisoner." Yeah, and then I'll, she goes to kill two of the guards and like blind one mm-hmm. or or limp one, all because she like maybe hurt her son. Safely. Yeah. Then they hit her in the head with the staff again, and she got knocked out. So she wakes up to cold water and hanging on the wall through like cuffs and chains and <laughs> this is where our boy Mord takes the ultimate L because they're interrogating, uh, they're talking about it and then Goosefar appears uh-huh. just comes in and stabs him in the heart right, just casually and is like casually. twisting his sword as shit and is just being up being a dick mm-hmm. and Orca loses it gives in to the wolf and goes on a killing spree yeah, just a little, little bit yeah, so poor Mord, but absolutely amazing because she has people running away from her, like scared shitless, mm-hmm. and it's fucking amazing. When uh, when I was reading this, I <laughs> I read it from like the perspective of just like the random guard in the room who's like, "Oh, cool, <laughs> like we got these people, we're torturing them," and then all of a sudden, like, "Oh, who's this guy? Oh, okay, he just killed one of the prisoners. That's casual." That's and not then, good. All of a sudden, a giant fucking raven just rips your rips roof apart door. and then this bitch turns into a fucking wolf and just murders everybody. Yeah. And meanwhile, the Ravens just like favor for favor, favor for favor. I know <laughs> at, at first, cause I'm an idiot when the Raven was like, we found your friends. Um, oh yeah. I thought the Ravens like thought they were being helpful when they like got Goothfar. <laughs> but then obviously spurt comes down and spurt does this thing. He kills one fucking person. That's <laughs> one fucking dude. That's all he's got. I do think that spurt killed more than one. At the end of it all, but Vesley yeah, probably did floating around with, with a spear. fucking spear. So like that had to look menacing, dude. You have like this human scorpion hybrid. You have the little imp demon who likes teeth with a pile of teeth below him. Right. By just the way, living his best fucking life. Yeah, and he's got the spear just going at it. But yeah, no, this is where the return of Spurt. And do you know how happy I was? Oh yeah, I I can't imagine. I was so happy, but I'm also pissed because it makes absolutely no sense. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I say that is because I need a one-off of Spurt and Vesley's journey through the fucking wilderness to get yes. there. Like, yeah, how did they get there? He's a like, fucking slug. Like, did Vesley just yeah. carry him? Yeah. And meanwhile, the fact that she released him from their service and he, they were like, eh, nah, this sucks. We're going to go find her. I, I don't know. I need I need that side story. So, yes. John, if you listen John, to this please. for some dumb reason, please get side bored. story about Spurt and Vesley. The Adventures yes. of Spurt and Vesley. And make it like a like a 90s cartoon vibe, too. Oh, that would be incredible. Yeah. And everywhere they go, Spurt just kills one dude. <laughs> but I was absolutely thrilled. But like I said, it's a little bit of a plot hole, but I can overlook it for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's where sort of Orca's story ends for this book one. You're kind of like, ah, that wasn't really tying into much. But right. then we go into Vargs. Starts off on the Seawolf, cutting across the current towards the River Slagen. And this is where they're trying to help Queen Helka. And this is the stupidest thing because the plot totally gets dropped mm-hmm. in a way. Kill the Vossen that have been taking her people hostage. Mm-hmm. Which, I know her reign, her like realm stretches far. I don't even think that this was her like land. No, what I think was probably happening is that she knew where... Rada's cave was, and I was like, she was trying to excavate it in this, but that doesn't make sense because you would think the dragonborn would be with uh, Elska. Yeah, well, so I think that this was like an offshoot, but that's the thing. 
Hakan Hakan or whatever. Right? Is it a Hakan? Yeah, Hakan probably heard about it from her, and then set his little minions. Because I think what he's trying to do is he's trying to like gain favor with him and then get rid of Queen Hoka. Because the Lickrifa or whatever her name is, the dragon that's like mm-hmm. nasty. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Uh, they basically hate the eagle god, yeah. Orna, and mm-hmm. everything that Hakan is doing is going against Orna, and Helka is all about Orna's protection. And that's why I think that the druid guy, I wish I knew his fucking name. I don't. Skal- Skalg, 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 something like that. <laughs> yeah, that guy. So I think that's why he took the Talon Sword. Oh, yeah, maybe that's a good point. Yeah, and meanwhile, I do think it was interesting how, like, this is totally skipping ahead, but Varg's like, like, shit, that sword's, like, talking to me. He's like, I can feel it, and, like, no one else is like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, dude. Right. So I think he's, like, destined. Yeah, but, like, does that mean something else? Like, does he have mixed blood? Like, what, does he have a little, little, little something extra cooking up, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, what is his combo? Right. Because he kind of mentioned that his, his, he's, like, looking back on it was my sister. Uh, a tainted so like what was yeah. she were they the same kind of thing you know i think she was maybe like a seer witch mm-hmm. i still think that's why she got killed i have no no proof right now at this point in time but we'll go with it we'll go with it that's our prediction for book two <laughs> um well and then also the other thing is uh i do think varg had a lot of character growth in these in the back half oh, of a the ton book. a ton of character growth so this is where you know, they're they're having a good time. They're doing their ore dance. And he gets flipped out by the troll, Einar. And flipped out the boat. And Stick wins. And then they make camp. And he's told to, like, bring all his fucking armor. He brings none of it. <laughs> yep. Like a genius. Like a genius. And pretty much the rest of the chapters for a while are just backstory. Like, learning about the Bloodsworn. And also yeah. learning about Varg's life. Because this is where everybody's like, oh my god, let's go see. There's a farm. Let's go see if there's people. And he's like, automatically, ah, the yeah, they, they, no, they they're, they're all like dead. The fence would be ma- maintained. Like, they're fucking dead. Right. And then they keep going. And pretty much everybody's making fun of Varg for not having armor. <laughs> yes. Because, like, why would you not? And really, the only internal conflict, you learn that Glornir is really protective of Uspa's sister. Yeah, Vol. Vol. That's a boo thing. And then you're kind of like wondering, seems like everybody else treats them like shit. Mm-hmm. But it's like not enough because you're like, maybe they're just so rich that they have like that good of a, of a Sayer witch. So learning then the whole relationships, and this is where like Stig, Einar, and Roka all become pretty close. And as we keep going through the Boneback Mountains, I think that the thing we hinted on, and I don't want to overlook it from our first episode, is just like learning sort of the scale of the world and like how the gods touch the world. Mm-hmm. And kind of skipped over this with orca but like the fact that that is snaka's fucking spine just chilling in the mountain range yeah just just hanging out that's yeah like, and that mm-hmm. made the mountain range is pretty wild and it still makes me doubt why people don't think the dragonborn fucking exist yeah no that i don't like that's my one issue that's my right. one fucking issue at the end of this book and then learning that there's just like a secret horde of them I don't know. Right. So, yeah, or just all of them with um, Ilska? Like, why, why are they, they are. hiding? Because it sounds like they all have black hair. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. And then the the one old dude that Varg fights, I call him old, but obviously very powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, it seemed like he had like black hair with like white streaks in it and stuff. So, I think they all have black hair. Yeah. And then I think that's kind of because like the dragon is all about death. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. And the fact that he has corpses hanging on his wing. Just, well, just chilling. She. She, she has corpses. Sexist ass. Yeah, hanging on her wings. 
which also like out of all the things probably really cool to be a dragonborn but i i think i'm totally like wolf or bear now yeah well we still haven't really seen the the dragonborn like do anything cool you know well, they got red eyes and they seem to just be able to move really fast yeah but like so can the the wolf people and then the bear yeah, and the wolf, yeah i also don't really get what uh the rat people do I think they just snitch on people. <laughs> <laughs> They're not really tainted. They're just bitches. Yeah. Also, quick pause. What is Einar? Did I miss that part? What is he? Troll. No. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's he a bear. Is he a bear? Yeah. Shit. So anyway, so this is where we run into the cave of Rata. And this is where shit goes down. And it was these were some of the best chapters until we got to the end of the book. Like if the book would have ended differently. This would have been, it still would have made it a great book. Yes. And they break up to Einar, Svik, and Roka, and Glornir all have like separate troops and they're like going around tactical and shit. We got really attached to Tor- Torvik. Uh, yes. Yeah. God damn it. Him and Varg are like, you know, they're, doing, they're doing the army of two thing. They're protecting yeah. each other, killing. Oh, great game, by the way, guys. If you, if you yeah, guys haven't great. played the army of two games, go ahead, go play this. So they start, they're fighting the Skrullings who are like human-ish mm-hmm. and they are very tough, but the Bloodsworn are just good at what they do. So like, it was just all around like a really dope fight. And what was interesting to me is why are these humans? So there's like mostly humans. I think the Dragonborn is the only tainted there, right? Like he's the only tainted. Yeah, the only across. tainted. And then the and rest then are just a like troll. the peasantry. There's a troll, the Scrawlings, and, and they're the all sort of like an army. So do you think maybe that's like a, a Dragonborn thing? Because other than like Spurt and uh, Vesely, like we don't see the the basin interact with humans at all like in a oh shit in a cooperative way so like what what's happening here oh shit that's actually a really good team you know yeah and maybe that has something to do with the red eyes and like the boston because Mm -hmm. didn't like riffa create the boston so then she did create the fossa oh wow god damn it we are so fucking smart yeah if only we talked before we did the show (laughs) no uh yeah, that's totally what it is, man. That totally is what it is. Up but it's higher. weird because then you think they would be rolling around with them more. Right. But I guess that, that sets you up to be like killed. But yeah, like maybe Orca they can only control a, a few of them at a time. I don't know. Yeah. No. Orca has a great relationship with them though. So I don't know why more people don't make bonds with the Boston. Because she had the ash tree, it was like a protector of the land. And they like got her to be let like us settle here. Fucking demigod. Yeah. And then oh yeah, and then we get the new ash. The new uh, tree god, mm. R.I.P. Um, uh, so yeah, that was a really good point about the dragonborn. Big brain oh, over here, dog. I am man. It's that systematic mentality of yours. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, totally. So then, Glornier starts fighting the dragonborn that we've mentioned a couple times, and he's not doing too hot. And he's getting his far just because he's a fucking man, mm-hmm. and goes and tries to fight. Dragonborn, who I think was alive for a long time, yes. uh, with his Talon of Orna, and this is where he starts to blood rage mm-hmm. and go into wolf mode, and he's everywhere at once and figures out how to kill the guy, but without getting hacked, he gets hacked. I think like three, a, a quarter of the way through at a minimum. Oh yeah, with she the not wearing armor, you fucking idiot. Yeah, but but still funny as fuck because as soon as we got to that point. I was like, oh, if only he would have worn armor. armor, armor. 
armor. And also like this, that, the, you know, the fact that he like a quarter, he had, you know, cut like a quarter of his body way through. Obviously, like all the Bloodsworn are, are tainted, so they know how, you know, everyone heals and whatever. But like even they were surprised that they're like, wow, like look at you being alive and like recovering yeah, the way you are. So yeah. that kind of leads me to think that like, yeah, maybe he's got, a, he's got a little extra juice. You know what I'm saying? Well, he has to. He has to. Otherwise, why would he be? Why would he be a storyline? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, so so he passes out, fades to black, uh, which I would have been like, all right, take me the fuck home. This sucks. And that's the other thing. Like he I gets up. Here. Like, yeah, he gets up like it's nothing. Yeah, just chilling. Like I got my tonsils taken out. I was out for two weeks. Painful like, surgery, by the way, people. In case you were curious, if your parents uh, didn't get your tonsils taken out when you were a kid, and you have to get them out as an adult, it's infinitely times more painful as an adult. The more you 100 percent and it's also mentally painful because when you can barely eat ramen you want to cry <laughs> it's a low point in like, life yeah no that was the worst i got tired of ice cream yeah then this is where he wakes up to torvik and it's just like what a bro we're friends this guy's amazing and then the one dude just stabs torvik right away <laughs> oh my god quick pause we we really suck something we need to talk about is I think yeah the scene that we're about to start talking about was really the turning point for Varg because yes. you know earlier in his story arc when he like he's getting desperate so he goes up to Skalg Skag whatever it was like hey can you do this little ritual so I can like know what happened to my sister and he's like sure but like you'll owe me a favor and you know he was he was very strongly considering it yeah I mean pretty much up until this moment right and then yeah he they just killed Torvik and he's like, yeah, you want to come with us? This is my favor. Fucking to come down bitches. Yeah. And he's like, fuck that. And so then he kills the dude, the stab Torvik, which yeah, is he like fucking, a boss. Doesn't he just bite us? Like he rips his throat open. Yeah. He gets knocked out. They wake him up and he is wondering what the fuck has happened. And also, then this is where we learn. We start learning that Glornir, Einar is like holding a door and Glornir is raging in the back. Mm-hmm. And something else, like, which, again, I get it for, like, the overall story arc, but why would they not kill Varg, you know? Like, why would Skald, like, they knock him out, like, you could have easily killed him. Why didn't Yeah, you? that is true. It's called plot armor. <laughs> <laughs> he was needed for more of the book. I feel yeah. like at that point in time, they made just, like, a lot of noise. Yeah. And they're like, all right, fuck, we gotta go. Get out of here. Yeah, we gotta go. So and I think that's yeah. what that was. I don't think and then, then I do like how Varg has that, like, little aside when he's like sitting there and like Einar and the two other dudes are like holding the door shut. And uh, he's like, what's going on out there? And they're like, Oh, that's just Glornir. And then he like is silent for a second. He's like, wait a minute. Why is Einar struggling to hold a door against Glornir? And then it's just yeah, like, Oh then, yeah, he's a bear. He's a, he's a bear. And Vol wasn't just our thrall. It's yeah. his wife. That, that blew my mind. That, I mean, yeah, but it like, also, Earlier, really, when, when Glornir was being protective, like I thought he was just, you know, it's almost like, well, you don't know this because you're an only child, huh? but we can use like, <laughs> me as a reference. You can talk shit to me like all day, but like as soon as somebody else who's like not our friend like talks shit to me, like you're going to get mad, right? Yeah. So that's kind of the context that I put Glornir's comments in, like, hey, no, like, like, yeah, these yeah. are my boys. It's my thrall. Right. Now she, she's a thrall, thrall but family. she's my thrall. Yeah. And it turns out she's not even that way. Yeah. yeah. Oh shit! But we have to talk about it. But I think at one point in Varg's story, they start talking about Glornir and Agnar, and that's when I realized that that Agnar's crew also has like some battle fame because they like compare him with like 
some pretty big names. Oh, uh, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they're like talking about like good fighters. Yeah, yeah, and they yeah. talk about Agnar, Goldsplitter, Glornir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I wanted to put that out because, and I remember like, oh, Agnar, Agnar's like the younger Glornir. It sounds like he's already doing a fucking good job. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, back to the story. <laughs> This is where they start following Vol's capture, and it hit me in the feels because the chick with the hounds, fucking chair, the chick with the hounds was like, Torvik said you'd be a good scout. You always knew where our scouts were without even knowing. And you're like, oh, damn it, Torvik died. But this is where they find, they start going to the battle, Grim, battle hold, whatever that fucking castle thing is in the was. And this is where we meet Orca. This is where her story ties in at the last fucking chapter of the book. Like, and, like it was in such a cool way that he just like walked up to her and, and hugged her. It's like, oh, yeah. okay. And then he's like, how's my brother? She's like, they killed him and they took our son. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, this is family. And then he called her Orca Skull Splitter. And we're like, oh, fuck oh. Yeah. And then this is where our boy Spurts is sitting on her shoulder. <laughs> right, Spurts on the shoulder fucking lastly he's just sitting there with, with all of her fucking teeth. Yeah, pile of teeth. Just like that. I'm living my dream. So yeah, so then that is actually the last page of the book. Let's talk about like, because obviously she had like kids sitting in front of her too. Imagine you're one of those kids. You've already been like traumatized because you've been kidnapped and then you've been rescued by this woman who's just literally just soaked in blood. And she has a weird scorpion stingray beetle on her shoulder and this weird fucking pterodactyl that just is waddling around taking teeth. Yeah, and you know that that had to be funny too. Like, just like her going through the battle and be like, "Oh, this one's got good teeth." Yeah, like, it's like being like, "Hey, kid, can you give me a hand?" If they make this into like a TV show or a movie, like, I think that would be such good like comedic relief. Is like, you know, your your focus, the camera's focused on Orca, you know, like panting hard, like covered in blood, you know, just like being <laughs> exhausted, and then you just like pan over to see Vasily <laughs> just do 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 do. Ooh, look at that one, and flex some teeth, goes on to the next one. Oh, look at that one. Ooh, piece of candy. Yeah. I like, I think Vosley is going to be really cool. Vesley, whatever. It is. Yes. It's going to be really cool when it, hopefully they reunite Brecca because I think they made it. I think a lot of them survived, which I have no idea why they need their blood, but whatever. We'll talk yeah, about that. Yeah, we'll, we'll get there. So we saved Elvar for last because, like we said previously, her storyline has like the least um, tie into the other ones. Mm-hmm. So, I, like I said, Elvar was my favorite. And I really appreciated her character build up. However, fuck Bior. Yeah, what a little bitch. And like, if you really, if we if we take it way back to where um, the Raven feeders like raided the the tavern, and Elvar like felt all bad because she thought like you know she had ignored Usbar about like needing to leave, and like, yeah. she was like, oh, this is my fault. That was fucking Bior's fault, little bitch. And he, he killed that yeah, guy that everybody he ran him out, and then killed the guy that he was playing like Viking chess with. Fucking dick. Yeah, fucking dick. Uh, so yeah, so we start out because we left off with the fighting in the tavern or the whatever it was, mm-hmm. and then this is where they form Blood Pact. Yep. And this is where I think Elvar kind of becomes like the secondary leader in a way of yeah, I would agree with that. Battle Grim because she literally. Oh my god, it's the Grim Holt. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> um, it's the Battle Grim because she's sort of just like included with everything. Right, and it seems like Agnar has like great favor in her, like sort mm-hmm. of like yeah, like this might be my replacement. Right, um, sick of it. It's sort of just like yeah, whatever Agnar does, I just follow. You know, like listen, I'm fat. I control the hunter thrall. You know, I'm just, I'm just chilling. I'm just chilling. 
And this is where we learn about Uspa knowing about the where the Godfall happened. I thought it was really cool learning more about Escutrell, or es, I don't know how to say es, it. Escutreth. Escutreth. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. My promise from the first one still stands. I'm not going to be able to pronounce any of these words. <laughs> also, when like they were reading their spells, did it sound cool at least? Oh yeah, it sounded really cool. Book. I can't. I can't imagine having to like actually read that. Yeah. I yeah well yeah, I, like, I just skipped it. Sometimes. Was it trying to like read in Russian? Basically, I feel like that. If you thought it was like Russian, I feel like you could really get through it. So Scutrith, this is where she's like, it's real, but we gotta make this blood pact because I don't want you guys fucking me. I need you guys to go get my son, and we're gonna do this together. And then this is where Gren's like, this is a shitty plan, and it's like the only line he has right in like the back half of the book, besides like grunting and stay alive. <laughs> And so, like, Elvar's, like, so excited. She's like, we're going to go, you know, beyond. We're going to see the Dark of the Moon Hills. Like, this is going to be great. And yeah, this is where she alert, learns it that there's not this great. book. Yeah, it's a, not great. The book, the Graskina. Now, I don't know if you paid attention to that, but Ilska had a different book. <laughs> yeah, she did have a different book. It was a red book. And so I think that, that means it was, like, dragon-only knowledge type mm-hmm. shit. And so that makes me wonder, like, how many of these, like, books with magic are there going to be? And do, like, all the druid dudes have their own book? Like, how are they harnessing magic? I like that. Mm -hmm. Because their magic's, like, borrowed. The Sayer Witches is, like, inherited. So, yeah, the Galdermen. God damn it. That's what they're called. Galdermen. Yeah, it's okay. The people knew what you were talking about, you know? Yeah, totally. Totally. I mean, they are druids. They're, like, all men. So, that's the name. (laughs) They're sexist. Well, yeah, well, because this is her whole part where she's like, do I go? Do I not go? And then she's like, yeah, we go. Right. So they're just kind of like walking. And this is where her relationship with Bior really, blo- uh, I guess we'll say blossoms. Fuck her. Yeah. Because she kisses him. Yeah, she, well, remember, like, after, he, so yeah, because they're waiting for the one. Yes. And then on their way to a Scutrith, they have to go to like an invisible bridge, mm-hmm. which I thought was pretty cool. And it was probably really sick. It would make for a really good show for like Usbud just be like put her hand on the rock, it glow blue, yeah. and then walk over and, and like people are freaking out. But then all the Vazen, which are whatever Vesley is, come out, the little imps, and they t- kill a lot of they kill three Thadogrim and their horse. Mm-hmm. Oh, or Donkey, whatever it was. Whatever. But I realized because like with Vesley, you're like, ah, it can't be that hard. But like Vesley is pretty cool. But then when you have like a swarm of them and these mm-hmm. guys are just like, what the fuck is happening? Right. And then Gren gets knocked down. And so she's like trying to defend Gren. And that is where Agnar like realizes, but before he can even do anything, fucking Bior is there. Mm-hmm. And he's trying, he's protecting her, like fighting to the death. And that's, I think, at the point where Elvar falls for him. Yeah, which she, like also, again, like confuses me. Like, why would he do that? Like, well, I think it's one of those this? stereotypical things. Like he's been... He's been working for Ilska for a while now. Right. But has fallen in love with Oh, then like and like maybe he's hoping that he can um convince know, he her to join. Like, and he does. Right. He does. He does try in like the last yeah. final moments. Mm-hmm. However, Elvar is not the woman to convince. No. And so this all happens. She's so worried about Grind. He comes back. They realize that he's not gonna die. And to be honest, to Grind's capabilities. He's pretty much back up for right away to go. Like, yeah. Right away. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about you, man, but if I got hit that hard in the back of my head, I'm like milking. Oh, I'm shit. done. Mm-hmm. I'm taking I'm taking a fucking minute. 
Yep. Like, leave the fire going and give me a pile of logs. I'm right. I'll just sit here. Yep. Also, like, the brain injury that that man just had, like, I'm sure not great. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm sure he's on, like, his, you know, 16th concussion or something like that. Yeah. What did they say? Once you can pass 10, it doesn't even matter. Right. It doesn't. You're fucked either way now. Might as well get him. Yeah. yeah. Might as well go for more. And so there's more discussion. There's basically, this is basically the only romance in the book. And it's just sort of Elvar is like finally coming into her feelings. And she's like, I've been just trying to prove myself, but now it's time for me to like enjoy myself. Mm-hmm. And has like a hot girl winter. Mm-hmm. Sort of takes the reins and starts kissing Bjor and then starts fucking Bjor. Fucking him behind the wagon. Yeah, which is hilarious because everybody apparently can hear them. I mean, of course, they're just fucking outside and they're just literally behind a wagon. Of course, they can and, I, and I don't think they're quiet. No, no shot. No shot at all. They're not like the neighbors that are listening. Oh, yeah, they um, don't care. Elvar's like, let them hear. Let them hear. So we then make our way to Escutro and we start finding, seeing the magnitude of everything. Like, there's this massive skeleton of like the bear god. There's uh, the wolf god tied down by chains. And this is another infuriating part, but I'm fine with it because it was really good. It's like, how do you still not believe that there are dragonborn? <laughs> right. Like, here you are looking at all the, like, the dead corpses of all the other gods. And you can literally yeah. fucking hear the dragon walking underneath you. Yeah. And this is where the, the tree daughter is like, don't touch my mom. Mm-hmm. Takes sick of it and just basically fucking idiot puts him in a grass BDSM <laughs> and, and holds him there. Meanwhile, Ilska and her raven feeders show up with the red book, basically challenge Agnar to one on one combat. I don't know about you, man, but I was like, as soon as it was one on one combat, I was like, ah, fuck. Like, yeah, I this I, is gonna be Game of Thrones vibes. I, I thought Agnar was gonna get his dick kicked in, he did not, he did not. Fuck you, but it was pretty cool seeing Agnar like leak the battlegram though. It was. And this is where I started to realize, like, after hearing his name in the campfires being told of like the battle stories and stuff, that he was a pretty formidable guy and we didn't give him enough credit because he like picks the best advantage. Mm-hmm. And even after some stuff happens, which we haven't got to yet, his battlegram are still able to like hold their spot. Yeah, because of where, where he set him up. Where he picked. It was also kind of cool, like, seeing the Battlegram being like, yeah, let's fuck these guys. Like, this is great. Meanwhile, the whole time, like, Sigvac doesn't know what the fuck's happening because he, <laughs> he's talking so much. What are you guys doing over there? The the tree fossil goddess thing shoves roots in his mouth. Mm-hmm. And she's, like, so excited. She's like, a battle? Excellent. This is amazing. You don't know how boring the last 300 years have been. I love that. I love how she's, like, this serious, like, daughter of, like, a god. And she's like, yes. Yes, drama, battle. She doesn't say that for long. No. And that's why we're going to open up the toasted border. Oh, there it is. Somebody got toasted. <laughs> she's actually really good. And that's where she, it's like a battle let me up. And she's like, be silent, fat man. <laughs> this is where we learn that Ilka has brothers. They all are black haired. Mm-hmm. And then somehow, I don't know why, but I was fine with it. Drekker's here. Yeah. And we start talking about him like we know him in the storyline. So that made me a little mad. We don't know who the fuck that is. Well, like, I like I wanted that storyline to be with Orca, right? Like, Orca's supposed to find Drekka, you know? Yeah. Well, he, she's going to find him. I just don't know. When or how. And, yeah. Yeah. The other thing, so far right now, 
out of all three of the bands, we'll call them bands, Ode to the second episode, um, which one would you want to be a part of? Oh, the Blood Sword, easily. Easily the Blood Sword, yeah. The Battle Grim seemed good, but I feel like the Battle Grim might become enemies. Well, like, and, you know, the Battle Grim, like, they're still kind of slavers, right? Like, you like them. Yeah. You like you pay em, attention but... to what they do, and you're like, oh, yeah. yeah. You guys are just in it for the money. Mm-hmm. So Agnar gets challenged to one-on-one combat, and Ilska's like, well, obviously I wouldn't fight you. One of my brothers wants that right. Mm-hmm. And so this is where Agnar has to fight Skrith. Skrith is a dragonborn. Yep. And, and then Elvar is a badass. Well, we'll get to that, but Elvar starts like putting the puzzle together as the fight's happening. She's like, mm-hmm. wait a minute, they all look alike. Like, even the guys in the back look like, right. are they all family? Like, what is this? And Elvar feels like so proud of it. He's basically giving it to him for a while. Mm-hmm. And then he starts to use his tainted powers, and everybody's like, oh my god, he's oh, tainted. He's a dragon. And yeah, his eyes glow, glow red. And he puts Agnar, you know, in a, in a pickle. And then Agnar reacts. With the skill of a man who leads. The fuck, right? Yeah, what a fucking man. I will say Agnar definitely became a much more light in the back half. Oh, yeah. Yes. And then the way he was like treating Elvar, mm-hmm. sort of like it's his actual daughter in a way. Right. But it's weird because like Gren's there too, which I definitely, thinking about it, I still don't know if Gren is like her actual father or not. Like, I don't know. So it could be a thing. Could be a thing, like truthfully. And it seems like she definitely sort of likes that style of life too. So, I mean, he is a father figure, but we're talking biologically. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, Agnar's shield was rent, half shattered in his fist. He stabbed with his sword, short, powerful blow, but Skrith was already twisting away. I thought it was a pretty cool, like, one on one fight. It would be really cool. Like, oh, it, that it was, was like, a, it was an amazing one on one fight. Yeah. An amazing finish. Yeah, and then like first like food for ravens. They mm-hmm. snarl and swings his ass axe his ass. <laughs> drops an ass. He drops a baby. Swung his axe. This is where he stab Agnar stabs him in the foot and the, he bellows, which makes me think that being a dragonborn is sucks because I feel like if you would have done that to a bear or wolf, they would have been like, Cool, you stabbed my foot, time to rip it out. Right. Anyways back to battle. And then this is where he, he rams his shield up, long splinters stabbing into Skrith's throat, bursting out of the back of his neck. Which, let's be honest, if you're going to die by anything, I'd rather have been stabbed by the knife. Yes. And the shield splinters went in my foot. Yeah, that would, um, that would hurt. That would suck so much. Because then you know, like, and, and you know this, I feel like the puncture wound of a splinter is a lot less clean. Yeah, that, that shit's going to be dirty. Everybody's like pumped because Skrith dies. And ash explodes around him because we we have to talk about that the whole time that this fight is happening. It's not snow falling; it's like ash. ash. Mm-hmm. And this is where things take a fucking turn because Bjor like walks up to. Well, first off, before that happens, this is where Elvar says to herself, "They're kin." She thought Ilska, Skrith, Drekker. Which I was mad. I was like, "How do you fuck do you know Drekker's name?" But anyway, mm-hmm. Wait, it doesn't matter. And she, she looked at the others. A score of warriors, all with crow black hair. All of them are dragonborn. And it's like, I don't know. I got mad because I was like, girl, you've been living in the skull head of a fucking god. Right. Father of all gods. That's all gods. But so I, I have concerns and we'll get to them shortly. Okay. But this is where Uspa realizes that like they don't really give a fuck and that they're going to take Bar- Bjorn and do whatever they're going to do for him. And Bjorn reaches out to Agnar. <sighs> 
st- stands over him. Mm-hmm. The Battle Grim Chief raised an arm, his mouth moving, and Bior raised his spear and stabbed it down into Agnar's open mouth, down in his throat, and ripped it out. Blood sprayed. Agnar swayed. Elvar screamed. An absolute bitch. Yeah, it was it was a spicy chapter to say the least. And it also was fucking obnoxious. Yeah, and I'm kinda mad at like the battle grim. Mm-hmm. When they met like the tree god and she was like, Oh, like I smell like there's like a rat hound and a see through witch and like oh there's like Rod of the Rat is here and they're all like, Oh, that's weird and then they just like ignore drop it. it. Right. Yeah. And I think when Elvar's like the rat, mm-hmm. it was your Yep. Like Yep. It's pretty wild because you know that she was pissed. And this is where she's like, she distantly heard herself screaming, could not believe what she'd seen. Bjorn standing over Agnar's body as he fled out in the ash and snow. Agnar's feet twitched, a last spasm, rippling through him. But then he was still. R.I.P. R.I.P. to a legend, to the goat. Yeah, and then this is where Bjorn, if the shock wasn't enough, this is where he's like, Elmar, Kraka, join us. Mm-hmm. You may be thralls no longer. Take your freedom. And then fucking Ilmore and Kraka are like, thanks Just, fucking go. Yeah, fucking finally. And they dip. And so that's when you're like, ah, I guess this whole keeping thralls as slaves is obviously pretty shit. Right. Like it's it's gonna it's weird. It's like throughout history, whenever you have slaves, like in the long run, never works out well. Never works out well and literally the worst thing to do to people mm-hmm. in general. Back to the story. Basically, when, when he places the key in the back, in the lock, and they turn it, and I think that's when Elvar realizes that she's like, we're being betrayed. Yep. And this is where Bjorn's like, join us, holding out a hand to her. And then Elvar just cries, Agnar. And Bjorn's like, he got what he deserved. A slaver, dealing in others' misery. And he's like, I am tainted too, he said. Elska protects us, gives us a home. His face bubbled with rage, anguish, and tears. We tainted our human too, and we can feel joy and happiness, pain, and heartbreak. And it's like, dog, you just made the woman you love go out and hunt you for the rest yeah, of your it's, fucking life. It's, it's not a great look. Yeah, and she was like, Elvar thought wrote of the rat, wrote of the betrayer, deceiver, trickster. And then that's where she puts pieces together and realizes that he killed Thread. Mm-hmm. He's like, I did not want to do that. And like, probably the shittiest thing to say at the moment. I did not want to do that, but I had to. And then this is where Gren pulls her back, and they're like, we gotta fight. Shield wall. And then, meanwhile, Iska is just hustling kids behind all this drama that's happening. Oh, yeah. Just casually. I didn't pick up on this, so I was kind of mad, so I'm curious if you picked up on it. But that the tree was a door? That there was a door behind the tree? Like, I knew there was, like, a little... I thought it was more of, like, a a hatch in the ground kind of thing. I didn't didn't pick up on the fact that it was related to the the tree at all. No, I thought it was... Because it was part of the tree. I think the tree was the prison. And yeah. then eagle chicks come out of it. I was like, what the fuck is happening? Um, <laughs> but this is where all the kids who have this, like, apparently the perfect bloodline, which I have no idea what that entitles yet. They all cut their, their hands and drop blood on the door. And that's enough to make it so that the seal that's keeping, like, Riffa is weakened. There's, like, a bunch of thuds, like, earthquakes happening. Like, Riffa uh, jumps through or flies through. I don't know how big the prison she was in. And then Orna's daughters are there. Yeah. They're like fucking giving it to uh, yeah, they're, they're beating that ass. And then the dragonborn are like, oh shit, we actually have to do something now. Yeah, we gotta help. And they start killing the eagle warriors off. 
And at this point, if if you don't believe, if you are one of the characters in this book and you do not believe in the gods, you are an idiot. mental. You are an idiot because yeah. the signs are everywhere. And so Drekker kills one, Ilska kills the other, and then R.I.P. to the last remaining one because it just gets stomped on and then his head ripped off by it, like Riffa, which yeah, 100% is the worst way to go. Yeah. I would rather take, the, I don't know, I would rather not die. <laughs> I mean, yeah, preferably. But I mean, I guess it's at least a, a quick way to go, you know? Yeah. Just, just quick enough. Then this is where we learn that the gods can transform into like human figures but they're like gigantic which i i really i like that i didn't like you know just based on the cover of the book like yeah, yeah. i assumed it was just gonna be a f- massive fucking dragon just flying all over the place but yeah i really do like the fact that they can they can like transform and then i think that makes them more relatable to the tainted right like it's yeah like they were clearly able to be in human spread form. the bloodline right but like, who was having sex with the the, the pus filled? Yeah, I, I, I still don't get that one. Yeah. Anyway, we'll let that one go. Yeah, we'll get there. We don't need to draw attention to that one. Yeah. Yeah. But she's like her dragon form, you know. She she is decrepit in a way. She is the bringer of death and all that good stuff. That's sort of where Elvar's left off. She's sort of just stupefied. Because like we've hinted at, she doesn't really believe in the gods, and it's kind of getting like forced down her throat right now. Yeah, I mean, she like specifically didn't believe in in the dragon. Yeah. Um, Which, like I said, I don't know how people didn't realize there was all these fucking dragon dudes. Yeah, I know, but something else I didn't, which I think uh, you know, it'll it'll come up later. Like really, like that's all we were doing with the kids. Like we just needed that many of them to come and like cut their hands. Like, yeah, that's it. Like I wish we knew more about that. Yeah, because obviously they they like still took them with them. So I'm assuming they're gonna play a part in you know book two. But like how much of a part? Right. Yeah, because like the 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 dragon's out of the fucking tree now. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking Orca gets her her kid back. Yeah, yeah, I'm assuming she does. But I mean, we, I could be completely wrong because like some of them, I think did die, but a lot of them survived because they just got blown away when the tree was blown up. Mm-hmm. Oh, we didn't talk about it. Ilska uses magic to kill Vorn uh-huh. and she like roasts her alive with fire. Yeah. And then also, can you imagine being one of the guys when they're on the tree and then like Ilska's just like, we need to fucking run. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we, we gotta go. I'd be like, ah, fuck. But um, but yeah, like you're saying, it's super believable without Leek Riffa. Leek Leek Riffa, Riffa, um, can turn into a human, and so that makes me interested to see like, is there a way that the gods get brought back? Because you know the tree had a daughter tree somehow, and all this shit. Ooh, that's so, a good point. I think there's there's some play there in the novel, so we'll see what happens. We'll see. And also, obviously, the the cover of the next book is a giant fucking wolf. Yeah, with like spears and chains and shit. So we'll see how that all plays out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think Varg is going to be a sinner. And I'm sure Varg is going to become a really great fighter if he learns from Orca, because she can clearly... Oh, a thousand percent. Yeah. Go on a rampage. And like, as and Varg kind it was of like, finally nice like learning from Ben Orca, too, because it's like she, she can back up her plans of like, let's just go and kill everybody. Right, like, we don't, we don't need a plan. Like, let's just go fight him. So that was nice, finally seeing. But sucks that Morty had to die. Yeah. 
And he, it's not like he did anything in that moment, too. He just basically got stabbed. Like, mm-hmm. So anyway. Fuck you, Goofar. So I think the important thing to go about with the Elvar storyline is that I am worried about her now. In what way? I think now that Bjor has betrayed her, mm-hmm. I'm a little worried that she's going to want to kill all tainted. Ooh. And I'm a little worried that she's going to go back to her father now that the Battlegrim are probably oh, no more and lead the armies of Snackovit. Oh, one. Shit. Basically a genocide. Oh my god. That yes. is, I like that take. Yeah, so I'm a little worried about that. Yeah, I think that Elvar seems to be a all-in or all-out type of person. Mm-hmm. So I think her and Grand are going to walk back and she's going to fuck some shit up. Do I think maybe yeah. she gets taken in by the Bloodsworn? That is what I hope mm-hmm. happens. No, because I don't know. But, like, but there do no... you think that she's a tainted hidden somewhere or no? Because no. honestly, I don't think the Bloodsworn would take her if I, you know, I, she's not tainted. Yeah. No, I think you're right. I do think like having to face this bigger threat is going to sort of break some of these norms that they're all following. But yeah. I'm really worried that Elvar is going to want to kill all the tainted now. Yeah, I think uh, I think I'm with you there. Yeah, I just have one more thing to say. Mm-hmm. All hail, Lord Spurt. All hail Spurt, baby. And I thought it was so badass when we ended with Orc. God, my chair. Hold on. <laughs> I thought it was so badass when we ended with Orca, Spurt, and Bosley, but also sad. Yeah. Because, like, we have this really badass, violent book. Orca's, like, covered in blood, and then we end with a hug. And her crying. Yeah. Yeah. I'm also kind of upset because, like, the whole beginning of the book is building up Queen Helka, but then the whole back half of the book is her son trying to gain favor. Mm-hmm. It's a dragonborn and takes it, probably takes the throne from her. Yeah. With those things being said, I think this book is hashtag Flago. Uh, five out of five. Moy Flago. I think it's five out of five on our book layer score. Oh, a thousand percent. Yeah. But what was like the one thing you. A, I didn't like Elvar's story in the second half. Like, I just okay. didn't like the, like the kid thing really bothered me. You know, what was their point? You bring a, a good point that, yeah, I do think she's going to go back to her dad. But before you said that, like, I mean, yeah, what was she and Grin going to do? Just go chase a dragon? Yeah, I mean, there's no way you're going to be able to convince me to go after the dragon. Yeah, but really, that's, I mean, it was a slow start overall to the book. Yes. Um, what about what about you? I really just hated that, like, the beginning of the book felt like the prequel. Yeah. And that the back half of the book felt like a separate novel. Yeah. However, both were fucking good. Both are very good. So I do not have any issues no. at the end of it all. My main issue, and you're going to be surprised by this, is, and I've hinted at it a couple times, but uh, the return of Spurt made absolutely no sense because there was no hint on Spurt. Like, yeah, following it, it didn't. Like, how the fuck did he get all the way? He's a slug. How did he get over there? Yeah, so, like, either the Ravens flew very far mm-hmm. or Spurt crawled very far or vastly fucking flew spurt around yeah but is vastly even big enough to well i guess if spurt is can perch on um orca's shoulder he's not yeah that big, so maybe not that big but like also like how did how did they follow her from like how, did, how did they know where she was well, i think the blood oath thing that she has with her oh. probably yeah that makes sense probably had something to do with it because yeah. apparently you can get like a scar from that so i don't know right the other thing is that 
I want more spurt action, obviously. I'm a big spurt <laughs> fan. So there was not enough spurt in the middle of the book for mm-hmm, me. Mm-hmm. Now, we do have one thing that we need to address. Okay. Do we do book two? Absolutely, we do book fucking two. Because I don't think our audiobook covered it. We're going to be adding two new perspectives in the Hunger of the Gods. Oh, do we? Yeah, two new storylines. And you might not like them. Uh oh. Why? Bior. Oh, god damn it. And. Bior and Huthar. Oh, Jesus Christ. Are going to have storylines. Boo. I was like, I wrote down in my notes, which I never write down for any like QA stuff. I was like, I absolutely do not care about them. And if somehow John makes me like them, I will be extra pissed. Because <laughs> I bet you he's going to make us like them. Yep. Probably. I, like I said, I, I have beef with Bior now. I did like him, but I don't think any rat dudes are safe. No, 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 no safe rat dudes. So we do book two. That's going to be great. I'm a big fan. Yes. We'll redeem our episode quality for that one. Because <laughs> let me tell you. But anyway, I love this book. It's great. I haven't been this thrilled to get through a book before. I'm a big fan. Also, to confirm, back in the book, he does practice in a shield wall. <laughs> so what a fucking guy. You do you, John. But yeah. See you on the flip. Keep reading. not enjoying the um kids in your hotel you'll probably fucking hear them because they're running around like they're not a sports team yeah and then my this is my chair so i can't move that's fine yeah and then my ac whistles love it i have it off you kind of fucking hotel uh you you stay in it i'm staying in a holiday inn